In a time beyond man, three canine strangers are called a Dachshund, a Bloodhound, and a Shepherd Husky mix. Their mission? To retrieve a magical stick and return it to the last living human. The Beholder's Eye presents Fetch Quest! Imagine, if you will, a world where man's hubris has overtook them, and in their place rose a world inherited by their most faithful friends. This new world is now known as Pugmire. Dogs have come to take the place of humans, and have adopted many of the ways and customs of the old world. Our story begins in the town of Man's Last Stand. The town was built around the ruins of the only human stronghold to survive their downfall. Within these ruins stands the Tower of Francis the Wise, the only human still alive in this world. Aged over 400 years old, he's kept himself alive through magic, magic that has confined him to the tower for the last three centuries. He acts as a sage and mystic, providing aid and advice to anyone. He chooses no political alliance and will only help those who come in peace. Francis has never asked the canine community for help, until now. Three of you each received a letter two weeks ago, requesting your presence at Francis's tower on this day. The letters were very specific in the day, time, and your complete discretion. Despite this, rumors have spread far and wide across the world of Pugmire. And as you all arrived within the city of Man's Last Stand, you found that the city seemed overpacked, with almost no inns or taverns having vacancies. As you made your way through town to the tower, you felt eyes on you from everywhere. People were obviously excited and interested in what was happening. Dahlia, you mm-hmm. reach the courtyard in front of this tower first. And as you get there, you see that there are people kind of, there. there's a low wall that surrounds the courtyard and there's people kind of lined up around it watching you milling about and they're all they're all very quiet they're not really talking amongst themselves they're just kind of watching what happens Mm -hmm. and as you're standing there the two of you have never met each other the three of you have actually never met each other you would assume because he's walking in and everybody else is standing out that he might be another adventurer or somebody who's supposed to be there Mm -hmm. do you say anything to him no she keeps to herself darius do you say anything to dahlia uh not really no okay at this point Sauntering in comes uh, Roger, and Roger. How are they arranged? Like, are we in a like foyer or? So the tower is a circular tower that is about ten stories tall, 
in the front of the tower is a half circle courtyard that has this wall lining it with a single entrance. The doors to the entrance of the tower um, are big, tall, almost 11 feet tall door, double doors. And both Dahlia and Darius are in front of me. Yes. Just kind of milling about by themselves. So yeah, I'm going to walk right past them, either shouldering them aside or whatever, and I'm going to pound on the door, and I'm going to say, Open! As you're pounding on the door, uh, you hear a voice from inside say, One moment! And uh, I continue pounding. (laughs) Okay. Can you remind me what kind of dog Roger is? He's a bloodhound with some mastiff blood in him, but he's very sensitive about that. So you can go right ahead. As you're pounding on the door, you hear, you know, some noise from the other side. And suddenly the doors swing open right about as you're about to pound into them again. And you almost lose your balance for a second. And standing in front of you is a golden retriever of about middle height. He's dressed in simple clothes and has a massive ring of keys hanging from his belt. And he says, Derek, so glad to meet you. Master said you would be here. Thank you so much for your punctualness. You mean master now? Are you ready? You, are these, these are the other two out here. And he points towards Dahlia and Darius. Says, please come in. Come in, please, Derek. Wait, I go inside. Follow him. Yeah, I'm going to walk right past the Mastiff, ignoring him. Uh, he's a golden retriever. Golden retriever, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I walk inside. As you walk into the tower's entrance, Derek kind of, you know, as you're getting in, he goes behind you and he closes his doors and he says, okay, so... Derek will lead you up the stairs now. Please follow me. Is Derek the name of the golden retriever? Derek. So he's much more of a golden receiver, isn't he? Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to put my back to a wall and let Darius and Dahlia go ahead of me. I want to be the one in the end, in the rear. Okay. Derek leads you through the entry into a stairwell that appears to spiral around the inside of the outer wall of the tower. As you start to ascend the stairs, Derek looks back and says, I hope you like stairs as much as Derek. Master's at the top. Derek leads you up these stairs for what feels like forever. 10 flights of stairs. I mean, dog kind doesn't really build a lot of places with stairs for a purpose. (laughs) (laughs) And as you reach the top of the stairs, uh, you enter into a circular chamber. The walls are lined with curved bookshelves that are packed with well-maintained leather-bound tomes. In the center of the room sits a large round table laden with spell books, alchemy supplies, and what appear to be experiments in different phases of completion. Sitting on the opposite side of the table is the last living human. He looks impossibly ancient, though his eyes burn with a youth and intelligence the likes of which none of you have seen. Seeing you enter, he sets down the book he was reading and stands to greet you. And you all notice that he is nearly seven feet tall, much taller than he appeared when sitting. Welcome, my new friends, he says, and he gives you all a deep, deep bow. It is so good to finally meet you. I'm so glad you all answered my letters. Now, this may sound a bit weird, but I've been watching you three. I watch a great many of your kind, actually, but the the three of you stood out to me as being especially well-suited for the task at hand. And with that, he waves his hand over the table, and instantly the clutter that was there before disappears, and three chairs appear nearby. Please, let's let's sit. As he starts to sit down, his chair, you notice that his chair scoots across the room from where it was and comes to rest under him before his, you know, he would fall down. Uh, Thank you all for your discretion, although 
I did notice, and he kind of glances towards the windows, that um, there was quite a crowd that formed. I, I, dog kind seems just as bad as humans were when it comes to rumors. Although I'm sure none of you told anyone about our meeting today, correct? Dahlia nods. Darius nods as well. Just uh, goes, oh, of, co- of course not. Of course not. Not Roger. Must have been one of them. He says, good, good. I expected as much. And I, I do expect that going forward, you won't give anyone the details of what I'm asking you to do, correct? I know it's a bit to ask before I even let you know what's, what, what you're doing. I just, there is a lot of power in these walls. Um, not just in my own magical abilities, but in the things that are contained here. And you're, you're aware your butler's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well, he told people. Darius just, Darius just nods as well. Derek, like myself, cannot leave the tower. Derek, um... You don't have to leave to talk through a window. Ever hear of the barking chain? (laughs) Derek, um, lacks the cognitive capacity for guile or... um, You got that right, brother. Deception. This is probably why he needs us, yeah? So it's because it would have sent Derek's on submission. I think I like this one. I made Derek from a pile of clay. Let's put it that way. His brain is not exactly right. And uh, with that, Derek standing (laughs) nearby says, Derek! (laughs) So I'm sure you're all very, very curious about why I've asked you to help me today. A very powerful staff was stolen from me recently, and I I need the three of you to retrieve it. Out of all of the dogs that I watch, I've I've come to find that the three of you in your travels have been the most capable. Can you describe describe the staff, (laughs) y'all? The staff. It is a five-foot willow wood staff with a bright red emerald mounted to the top. Sounds 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 pretty. The staff's cool, yeah. Aren't yes, emeralds it's... green? Like just oh shit, ruby. Yeah, emeralds ruby. are definitely <laughs> definitely the green. So emeralds are definitely green. With a bright... rubies is the red ones, yeah. Is it rubies? With a bright red ruby mounted you're on sure, the top. I just saw it's not an emerald. See, I'm just gonna edit out all that <laughs> and just make it make me yeah. say the right thing. If we let you. <laughs> <laughs> this staff is. It's very, very dangerous. Yes, it, it may sound pretty, but it's capable of immense destruction. It's something that I kept under great lock and key, and I'm not very proud that I lost it. So it's a very a powerful stick, yeah? Yes, Second yes. So it gets a, a big stick. This is very powerful. How did you lose it? It was stolen from me. Do you know who stole it? I don't, but I actually happen to know where you might be able to find it. And I say might because it it may have been sold by now. Where? I've received word that the staff was sold to a thieves guild down in Ruffham. And he waves over the table. And you see that now that there is a map laid out on the table of the nearby area. Pugmire is far to the north of where you are. And nearby the city's of major note would be New Terrier, Borkingshire, 
uh, Short Hair Shallows, Collingston, and Muttsville. Francis says, as you may or may not know, I, I cannot go and get this myself. I can't go with you. I can't send Derek with you because we would die if we left the tower. And well, Derek is Derek. And once again from nearby, Derek says, mm, Derek. <laughs> he says, uh, I can give you a good amount of gold to get you set out on your quest and grease any palms or really cover most expenses that you might need. But what I'm really going to give you once this is all over is a freedom that you may not even knew you wanted. When this is all over and you bring this staff back to me, I will make each of your heart's dreams come true. Now, this may not even be something you know you want. I'm going to be a flying dog with wings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering, though, because if you do not know whether you want it, how do you know whether now whether I want it off you when you haven't yet? It will be what, your, what it would be. your heart truly wants. Wings. I do not know about you, but I do not always trust my heart. Sometimes the heart wants one thing, then the, the body needs something else. Yeah. Trust me, it will be, be something very and shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm liking this guy. <laughs> it's so I, a, I promise not that heavy it enough be... right now. No. <laughs> so I guess so you prefer a bag of woolly coat. Is that it? So I can get you a woolly coat from the market if that's what you want. There's a fly, and I can't stop you with the fly. It's also fly, and might be. Might no, be you don't. Thing. You don't seem to understand. Are it. there mammoths in this world? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't seem to understand it. I can't tell you what it is, and you probably won't guess what it is until you receive it. And when you do, you will know that it's what you need, and it will fill you with such contentment. It's worked for. Everyone that has ever used this magical item that does this. I, I want to help you out, say. brother, but it, this, count, this sounds kind of like a scam. Is it the staff? Is it the staff that does this? Do we get you, to keep the staff? I knew, Dahlia, bringing you on that it would be a good idea. You're very smart, aren't you? Yes, it is the staff. I, I, only I know the true incantation, but if it's meddled with, it can create very, very disastrous results, and in the wrong hands, could possibly end your society. Can the staff be used by the Unseen? Possibly. Then we must get it. We should go. I wasn't doing anything else anyway, so for me, this is just... This is all banter. The other side of this is, if you would just like payment, I can basically generate an infinite amount of gold, so... I'll take both. <laughs> he hovers his hand over the table for a second and snaps, and from it drops three bags that make very loud clink thuds as they hit the table. And he picks them up and hands each one of you one of them. And looking inside, you can see that there is they're just full of gold. And he says, "Okay, so there's there's about two hundred gold in each of those." bags that I gave you, and that should cover most expenses. Also be able to help you out in a pinch if if you, like I said, need to bribe anyone. Other than that, I, I can't really give you anything. Anything that I make in the tower that was not here before I 
put down the incantations will be destroyed once it leaves. So I, I can't offer you any magical items. But other than that, this should help you out on your quest. Okay, seems simple enough. We go get the stick and we bring it back. Let's go meet shields. This is a very creative um, task, I'll say. This must be the first time in the Pogmire history that this is going to get the big stick and brings the big stick back. This is... Dahlia turns to Rufus and says, did you just call us meat shields? Rufus. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> he says it with, like, a, a huge smile. She makes note of this. As the three of you are agreeing to this, Francis says, ah, thank you, thank you. I knew that I could count on the three of you. So here, you may take this map with you. And he snaps his finger again, and the map rolls itself up, and he hands it, offers it out to any of the three of you. Dahlia takes the map. Okay. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. She seems to be the brain. <laughs> Francis says, all right, now Derek will lead you back out and see you out and any other questions you have, um, you can... One, one, one thing, brother. Yes. Will this map disappear when we walk outside? No, this map was created um, near the time that man's downfall happened. It is an heirloom, though, so don't lose it, please. So I'm assuming we go back downstairs with Derek, right? Yeah. So as the I would three like of to you... try something as we get right outside the door. Okay. Uh, I'm basically gonna turn to Derek and say, "Hey, Derek, come here, man. Come here." Yes, Derek. No, I want him to cross the threshold. Oh, you mean all the way down at the bottom? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so Derek leads you guys back down the stairs, and the whole way down, he's just like, "Wow." Derek has never had so many visitors in one day. Today is the best Derek day. Do you guys, do you, do you like Derek? You should come with us, Derek. You, you need some adventure. I can't do that. So Derek should come with us. Derek, you should definitely come with us, y'all. Yeah. So come with us, you have some experiences. Master told Derek that if Derek leaves the tower, he'll die, so... Derek's gonna stay here. Derek's cool with that, but you guys go ahead and go on uh all right uh goodbye i hope we same place again very now derek and he shuts the doors and now a brief intermission Hey everyone, it's your DM Andrew. So I initially wanted to release this episode last week, but due to some technical issues, I wasn't able to get it out until today. That being said, I'm so glad you all finally get to step into Pugmire and meet Dahlia, Darius, and Roger. Amanda, Ashley, and Adam were a ton of fun to play with, and I'm glad I got the opportunity to run this campaign for them. Also, Amanda is a cast member on the fantastic Dungeon Masters Test Kitchen where a group of DMs come together and get to be players for once. They're going to be playing through multiple arcs using different settings and game systems. And you can find it wherever podcasts are sold. A couple more things and I'll get you into the ads and then back to the show. Uh, season 2 of The Beholder's Eye will start next Friday. Uh, we're super excited. Since the cast was a bit scattered at the end of last season, we'll be doing single character episodes until they meet back up. Also, 
We will be announcing a giveaway next week, so keep your eyes on our Twitter account, at Beholder underscore S, for details on what all we're giving away and how to enter. I promise you won't be disappointed. One last thing. We are severely lacking in iTunes reviews, so if you're really liking the show, the easiest way to support us and help the show grow is to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. And that's it. Here's some ads for you, and till next time, bye! Attention, new agents. This is me, Dr. Byron Brimstone, director of the OMEN. That's the Office for Occult Monitoring, Examination, and Negation. I'm here to give you a short intro into the adventures of the OMEN investigations team. Join us on a comedy role-playing podcast set in the modern world, where three agents travel the globe to deal with demons, cultists, and conspiracy theories. Follow the exploits of Koala Jackson, an amnesiac Australian with a dark history. Yeah. Annabelle St. John, a gun-sticking girl from the Deep South. Is it a gun cult or is it a pony cult? And Dr. Martin, a disgraced former professor from Sweden. I mean, I am from Sweden. If you like listening to people search for monsters, aliens, entities from beyond the void, and other such hoo-ha, then you should check out Omen Investigations on all good podcast apps. Bibstone out. Dolores, remind me why we're podcasting our top-secret operations again. Right. Podcasting is uh, becoming pretty ubiquitous, and there are a lot of services out there that offer podcast hosting, which is probably the most important part of podcasting, because if you don't have your podcast uh, hosted somewhere, nobody's ever going to hear it. (laughs) And we went through a few different podcasting hosts at the beginning of our show, and wow, we had pretty good experiences with all of them. We found that Shortwave is the best fit for our show. Shortwave is a podcast hosting, syndication, analytics, and dynamic content stitching platform built on the belief that professional-level podcasting tools should be available to everyone, not just professionals. And as we are sponsored by Shortwave, uh, you can go ahead and go over to their website, www.goshortwave.com, to start your free 14-day trial of hosting on Shortwave, which includes show and episode-level listener analytics, embeddable episode players, unlimited upload and download bandwidth, and two free hours of dynamic content stitching that helps you build your episodes from multiple clips, all in your browser. Again, you can go to www.goshortwave.com for a free 14-day trial of everything that Shortwave has to offer. Shortwave, the platform for adaptive podcasting. And now, back to the show. The three of you enter out into the courtyard, and the mob that was originally standing behind the the wall has now moved into the courtyard and they're blocking your exit. There's only one exit. And they're all looking at you very expectantly. As they're kind of just standing there, you hear somebody from the back yell out, What'd the wizard want? <laughs> so, so wizard uh, just wants us to go on a little quest, yeah, to get the stick. It's a classic quest in that many ways. Uh, for, for just a simple little stick. What kind of stick? Medium-sized stick. Dahlia elbows him in the ribs like, dude, discretion. So, uh, so we're not going for a stick at all. We are going for a ball. It's a ball. I just look at him and growl. 
it's it's either a green ball or the yellow ball, yeah? Somebody else in the crowd yells that. Well, what is it? Is it? Is it a ball or a stick? It's a frisbee. It could have been. Was it? Did he say it's a frisbee? Is he says a frisbee? Yeah. It's a frisbee. Oh, uh, I thought yeah. it was. A, I could have sworn it was a stick. But no, you you got the color right. It's a it's a yellow green frisbee. It's yellow green frisbee. So now now you say that I remember. That sounds right. That sounds correct. This is this is what the this is what the Dahlia says. Yeah. Is it as a yellow green frisbee? From the crowd, you hear several confused voices, and uh, the noise from the crowd starts to pick up as everybody starts to talk to each other, and they sound very angry and confused, and they start to pick up an intensity, and they're all looking. at at you very angrily and um somebody from the crowd yells out what's going on is the wizard dying at this point i want to pull my sword and shield and just like threaten the crowd as you do that uh roll me a d20 with your intimidate 21 uh with the 21 the crowd starts to back away from you guys and they they start to split open a bit to let you through the entrance. Um, they look pretty scared, but they are still pretty angry. So you go, just all it takes is some, some, some polite negotiation, and then everybody gets right out of the way. So I want to look back <laughs> at Dahlia and Darius and be like, You shut up, brother! We should go! <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys, you guys follow Roger out? Yes. He'll follow Roger out. Uh, so as you guys make your way out of the courtyard, you see that this group is spilled out into the streets and um, there's people watching you from everywhere now. And before they were being very discreet about it and now it's just open and people are very curious about what's going on because the wizard, you know, he gets visitors, but it's usually people looking for his help. Whereas he's never asked for help from anyone before so everybody's very interested in what's going on with you guys as you kind of make your way away from the tower are you guys gonna set out immediately it's about midday now you know that you still have you all still have your own rooms here in town at least for the next night but you can set out now or you can wait till the morning how far is it to the nearest uh did we get an orientation from from the visit so we have a map, yeah? You've so got a map. The, a map. The nearest town on the map is going to be uh, Borkingshire. <clears throat> Borkingshire is about three quarters of a day away. So you'd be getting in, you know, midnight, pretty much. Dahlia thinks that they should head out immediately. She doesn't have any family to say goodbye to. She doesn't have anything to pack up from her room. She brought it all with her. She's ready to go. Roger. Darius also does not have any family here. They're all a long way away, so a long, long, long way away. So he he doesn't really care either. We can go. All right. So you guys set out. Uh, as you're setting out from town, a few of the, the townsfolk kind of follow you out and are waving goodbye to you and wishing you good luck as you're, you're setting out on this journey. Uh, the road to Borkingshire is pretty easy. I would imagine at least one yeah, of you probably Yeah, in Borkingshire, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 no. It was a pleasant fork the whole way. It's a pleasant fork. <laughs> I would imagine at least one of you had come through this part of the road uh, beforehand. And what you saw when you came through before was just small little farming communities. Uh, but there, there's a stretch of road through a dense forest about 
four or five hours outside of Borkingshire. So you guys get to this forest without really any incident. But as you're coming up to the forest, it's just about dusk. Uh, so as you're you're entering into the trees, it's even a little bit darker uh, just with that canopy cover. And I light my lantern. Okay. Yeah, Dahlia lights her torch. They got light. <laughs> okay. I'm sort of like at the edge of the light. Okay. Right at the shadows. So you guys get about... Like I said, meat shields. <laughs> you get about a quarter of a mile into this forest, and I'm going to need everybody to make like a perception check. 12. 14. 21. Okay. So um, Darius, your companions don't really notice much of anything. Just kind of, tr they're trying to keep an eye to the forest, but you pick up an odd scent that kind of tickles your nose a bit and gets you to, to perk up a little bit. Are you going to say anything to anybody else? Oh, sorry. I also have Keen Observer. Oh, yeah? Gains an advantage on all wisdom checks involving hearing, sight, or smell. Oh, perfect. Um, so go ahead and roll again then. That is a 12 plus 3 plus 4 is 19. 19. All right. So uh, Darius and Dahlia, you both noticed that there's kind of an odd smell in the air and it's coming from all around you, kind of. And as you're noticing this, you hear a bit of a rustle in the bushes and... Can you can you describe the smell? Odd. <laughs> um, it's it's odd, yeah. kind of... You would kind of describe it as the smell of a uh, big city mixed with pompousness. <laughs> uh -oh. Is it is it just This Rufus? is not good, yeah. This is pompousness and the big city. Yeah. <laughs> this is I do not this smell sounds familiar. It's odd because it's something that you would not smell in a forest normally. But it does not smell like it belongs here. So would you get in the width of that, yeah, Dahlia? Uh yep. Yep. This smells a little bit like the, uh, it's, it's a big city and it's pompousness. Hmm. It smells a little bit like the cats, but I'm not sure that that's what it's going to be. But Yeah, like I, I thought it was Rufus for a moment, but it hasn't been with us the entire time, so... So no, Rufus, Rufus is it's quite hard to smell anything over the Rufus. <laughs> Rufus, you might want to get a light, you know? Because there's a, there's a, or maybe not, but there's a weird smell. It's, we're pretty sure it's not you. We're 75% sure it's the weird smell is not you. <laughs> in, this specific, in this specific case, it's not you. But that's a hint, yeah? I can see my companions right. are getting a bit twitchy. So I'm going to put on my cloak of concealment and flip up the hood. Okay. So where did Rufus go? <laughs> are you going to... Well, okay. So as you're doing this, um, from out of the bushes surrounding you uh, steps... A greyhound dressed in fine leather armor, uh, all black, and who would have thought the greyhound smells like the cat? <laughs> yeah, uh, he... is is he is he a New Zealand greyhound like with the all blacks armor? No, he uh, he steps out of the bushes with what appears to be a small army, uh, mainly because. Only about six or seven of them step out of the bushes, but you can kind of all see, notice that there are more in the bushes. And 
When you say a small army, do you mean a small-sized army, or is it like a greyhound leading a bunch of Italian greyhounds? <laughs> no, small-sized. I'd rather small be sized. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're in like a they're in a tortoise formation. A bunch of toys. <laughs> a couple chihuahuas that got lost. Yeah. Uh, no, his uh, his troops say, seem to be made up of mostly um, other greyhounds and a few. Um, Chows and what are those? Uh, Newfoundlands. Oh, there's a lot of cats here. <laughs> and as you say that, they all kind of start to growl a little bit at you. And the leader. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's, it's been a very long walk. Has the leader? Yes. Uh, he clears his throat and he's. <clears throat> you three are on a quest from that wizard down in the man place, aren't you? There's only two of them here, brother. Yes, we. <laughs> 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 so what Darius said, no, no, Rufus said, what Rufus your, said. Your cloak does make it hard to kind of see you, but you are standing right there looking at me, so you're not exactly invisible. Anyways. Dahlia says, what of it? Well, the three of you are going to... Finish whatever quest you're on, and you're going to come back and give me whatever the wizard wants. Hang, hang on a second. We've barely sorted. We've barely, we've barely started the quest. Yeah. Do you understand this? Would it not be better to jump us and ask us this question on the way back from the quest? Having success, this is highly likely, I believe, that we failed the quest completely. You doggone done it now. <laughs> Plus, we don't. Yes, the quest for the for the frisbee. No, it, it doesn't matter what the wizard wants you to get. If the wizard wants it, my master wants it. Who's your master? That's not important. It feels like it's probably important. I'm going to reach down and pick up a rock and hold it out to the guy and be like, This is what he wanted. Here you go. <laughs> So this is the end of the quest, and you're going to ruin the quest right now. He smacks it. Have a good day! <laughs> he smacks it out of your hand, and he says, I'm not an idiot, sir. Could have fooled me! My master is a very powerful man. Had he taken the cloak off, or was it like a floating rock at that point? No, he's, he's probably still got the cloak on trying to be sneaky about it. <laughs> Are you working for the wizard, too? <laughs> No, I am not working for the Do wizard. You my know master, Derek? my master is a king of a great nation. That is as much as I can say, and he has a lot of power that could make very bad things happen for you in your lives. Now, listen to me. I'm not afraid of a king that you can't tell me what nation he's king of. You're uh, no, yeah. no. You're the son so of even a I can tell you that. Yes, I. Uh, try me, tell me where this country is. I might have, I might know, as I'm not even from Toronto originally. Not so afraid of your I know child. some kings myself. Yeah. <laughs> as the three of you are uh, kind of filibustering a bit, he gives. Well, a, this was a nice chat. I think we should all leave now. We are some mouthy <laughs> mothers. He gives out a loud whistle, and the dogs that were surrounding you all pull out. Uh, short swords and point them in your direction and you can hear bows being drawn from the bushes and he says well you don't seem to understand the situation here you're going to agree to this and I'm going to um, shall we say check in with you at various places upon your quest to make sure that you're still loyal to me 
or you'll die. How does oh that boy. sound? boy, should have grabbed the horn. Uh, now, the three of you are vastly outnumbered. What are you going to do? I would uh, this this sounds like a good a good uh, this sounds like a fair deal to to, to me. Uh, these men are all obviously very tired themselves and frustrated, and uh, I think we've been chatting for quite a while. And the the frisbee is just waiting there for everyone to go get it. So we should go get the frisbee and return the frisbee to this gentleman as he is asking, yeah, for the frisbee. Are you guys gonna agree? Dahlia's got her hand on her battle axe. I'm going to look at the Greyhound and be like, Can we use your guys? <laughs> you can no. give us the army. No, the, the, the wizard... I need more meat shields. The wizard must not know that you are secretly helping me. Understand? Then why'd you bring an army? It's not very discreet. We could smell your vomits all the way up the road. We could smell you. Everyone is a dog, you know. Good noses. The wizard may have eyes everywhere, but there are certain places where his eyes cannot reach. Like your butthole. Like this forest. All the special occasions. Nobody wants to see that. Look, as a show of faith, I will let you go for now. We don't have to tussle now. You go ahead and make your way back on to Borkingshire, was it? Yes. Um, trust me, I know where you're going. So we weren't even going to Borkingshire. We'll be following where are going? you. We were going where to Muxville. Getting, where are you getting your information from? I have my ways. Why would I tell you? Seem to want our help. I thought you wanted to work together. Oh. oh, I you seem to still have misunderstood. No, this is just a you you do this or you'll die kind of a thing. Uh, this isn't a, a two-way street relationship where you get to ask me questions and I'm going to give you answers to them. Understand? Yes, it's very cat of you. Dahlia shrugs because she, he still seems to be talking a lot for a dog that doesn't want to be conversing with them. <laughs> My guy is terse, so this is like restraint, just saying. Okay, we're going to leave now, but just know I'm watching. And as he says that, all of his men kind of fade back into the bushes. Did he slap the rock out of my hand? Yes. I'm going to pick it up. Can't you give us an idea about how long before we will have this wonderful encounter again? Oh, N- no, that would ruin the fun of it. So, well, no, because of it, we want to make sure that next time that we have we have ready for you and comfortable, and maybe we'll have some food and drink for you. Yeah, this is not very hospital. Or an ambush. So, oh, it's, it's, it's only three of us. Once again, not stupid. So as he walks away, I want to pick up the rock and be like, Hey, brother, you forgot the wizard's rock. And I want to throw it at him. Uh, he's going to easily bat it out of the air and say, <laughs> You're going to have to do better than that. Okay. We will, we will rock you next time. This mysterious man and like his dog queen. small band of ruffians disappear into the, uh, the forest. Dahlia mutters butt sniffers under her breath. Seems like that guy would have made a pretty good Freddie Mercury. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, gotta cut, you, gotta, you gotta cut that one. That one can't stay in there. 
That one's gotta go. As this, you know, this group fades back into the forest, the three of you make your way back on through, and as you come out of the forest, you can see that you are at the top of a pretty high hill, and down about a half a mile away from you is the small little hamlet of Borkingshire. Um, you can see from even where you're at that there looks to be a couple of big buildings that might be a couple of different inns. And as you're getting closer, um, just the sounds and smells of a a city of about 200 uh, kind of waft in on the, uh, the late night breeze. And you guys are getting into town right about midnight. The moon's hanging pretty high over your heads. And uh, you've got two choices in where you want to stay. There is either the Golden Heel, which seems to be a little bit more pricey of a place, kind of richer clientele, like maybe the, you know, the elders and the businessmen of the, the town go there. Um, and then on the other side of town, you've got the maybe less reputable Broken Muzzle. Dahlia's staying at the Broken Muzzle for sure. Yeah, you've really sold the Broken Muzzle. <laughs> so I'm going to go to the Golden Heel and use my nobility to like demand a room on the cheap. Okay. Yeah, there's nothing saying that you guys have to stay together. So even though Darius is a noble, he's not. He's, a no, he's going to also go to the muzzle because even though he's a noble, he doesn't really like to play that up at all. Like okay. So that's more in keeping with who he, the kind of people he wants to hang about with. He, he want, you know, he wants to be down in the in the street. Okay. I feel like Dahlia's been at the broken muzzle before. Like she's right. probably got a few characters that she she knows. She might know some people there. All right. Yeah. yeah th- like this that. is her hang. Okay. I'm a fancy man of Corgi Wall. I, I hang with the nobles. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Roger, you head over to the Golden Heel, and as you walk through the doors, um, the man behind the counter uh, says, Greetings, sir. Do you have a reservation? I would say, uh, as you're as you're walking in and this man asks you if you have a reservation, uh, he kind of gives you a once-over and he says, Hmm. Are you of the McGruff house? I see your signet. Have I been here before? No. <laughs> but most of the fancy places... <laughs> most of the fancy places uh, are going to know your like house symbol and things like that. Give me your best room, brother! I'm feeling fancy. Well, sir, even for someone of your stature, we um do deco- we do require payment. Um, we can make a room ready for you very quickly, but I'm not gonna pay till I see the goods. <laughs> I can't look at you when you do that. <laughs> it's hard to hold this voice without doing the face. I know. <laughs> uh, uh, I understand because I make weird this faces when I do This is why I'm wary about doing it live eventually because I'm not sure if people, people want to see this. Uh, he says, "Well, sir, that's not how." Bu- the inkeeping business works. You know what? I'll I'll tell you what. You can go ahead and pay us when you leave. How is that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he uh-huh. rings a small bell sitting on the counter, and a a small Pomeranian runs out from a door 
next to the the desk and says, "Do you have any bags? Do you have any bags? Do you have any bags? Do you have any bags?" I pull my heavily laden rucksack off my shoulder and just like drop it on top of him, <laughs> like directly, like no cur- courtesy whatsoever. It almost nearly crushes his spine, but he's able to push up under the weight of an. Take that to my room, little man. <laughs> and the man behind the counter says, "Take it up to number nine. <laughs> And the little Pomeranian says, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, Nine better be the good one. <laughs> so he leads you up and you you get settled into your room. Um, Dahlia and Darius, as you guys walk into the broken muzzle, uh, you are greeted by the sour face of a very old looking bulldog sitting behind a well-worn bar. And he looks at both of you back and forth and he says, Will you be wanting one room or two? Two rooms, boots. So I think I think it's two 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 rooms, yeah. Two. Okay. Are, do it's you want to do you want to drink while you're here, or are you just, are you sober? Give me my regular. Because we are far okay. too sober right now. So the so yes, the ale would be good. Like, okay. If you got bags, you gotta take them to your room yourself. It'll be five copper a night. So we will give you five copper. That is that is good. All mm-hmm. right, thank you. That seems you. like a good rate. Does that include the ale or not? Okay, well, it's getting pretty late now, so um, bar's only open for another hour and a half, okay? So I thought you were going to say the bar was shut then, and I was going to get very, very annoyed. Oh, I'm no. Still another 90 minutes. So plenty of time. So so this, does this uh, five coppers include the first drink? No. Okay, that's... <laughs> It's <laughs> so, slightly disappointing, yeah, but it's understandable. Uh, this bulldog, he, he pours you each a, a drink and sets him down in front of you, and he says, "Okay, well, go find somewhere to sit down. I'm, I'm not really here. I'm not your friend, okay?" <laughs> so we'll thank you for the excellent service. Anyway, we will uh, let's go to the rooms. Is there any specific room you'd like us to go to, or is it just any of the room? Find one that's open. It's anything but the bathroom, yeah. Yeah, if the door's open, then it's open, okay? Okay, that sounds good. Dahlia claps him on the shoulder and is like, Good to see you, Boots. Glad you're still barking. I told you not to touch me. Please. <laughs> Please. Not again, okay? Just <laughs> try to keep it down, okay? <laughs> this, bo- <laughs> <laughs> this Boots fellow might need some help, yeah? Don't, don't murder anyone in here, please. Okay, so uh, <laughs> as the two of you um, head, boots. get your get your drinks and uh, head up the stairs into where the rooms are, um, you can see that down this long hallway there are several doors that are closed, but most of them are open. So you kind of got your your pick of open rooms, and I assume both of you you know pick a separate room and kind of say goodnight to each other. Yeah, yeah, I just take one like kind of in the middle. One of the middle rooms. The three of you during the night all have very fitful, weird, not necessarily scary dreams, but unsettling dreams that you're unable to recall upon waking. Unknown to each other, all three of you wake at the same exact moment in a cold sweat, muttering the words, Derek.